There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. You've got to be on acid to understand what's going on on this show. The Ryan Kelly Morning After. KPN-TFM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. What can you do? No, it's fine if you want to taste my whole It's Ryan Kelly Morning After. Welcome in. Nicola Bolter Studios. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. And uh, it's probably it's probably an honor. Probably it's an honor that the audience, Mark, I don't think realizes that they have until I decide, you know what? I'm done. Oh. And then, Doug, I think they'll appreciate just how lucky they were that I chose to let them hear my thoughts for a couple of decades. Don't you think that's the way it's going to go? You're considering retirement? Is that what this is getting to? <laughs> Actually, yeah. But, no, but, yeah, I think I think what we need to do is celebrate me today. Okay. I know when I walked in, yes. my entire soul was uplifted by no being in presence. presence. It's a presence thing. That's what huh. people say about the Dalai Lama, about Natty Nate, now that he's won the yeah. Milagro Tequila mm-hmm. Listener of the Month. Yeah. And about Jeremy Rutherford, who joins us right now, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Jr. Doug wants to go period by period over the Kraken game. <laughs> what happened last he, night? He better not. I'm raising the price. It was $1 last week. It's $20. This Whoa! Legitimate questions. Mm. I'm hijacking because I'm in Iggy's seat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, Mark. Can we can we break down the quality of the back check? Because nice. I think the spacing isn't right. Oh, and nice. that's what we as fans, <laughs> as true fans, need to focus on. Either that or what we're going to have for lunch today. Either mm-hmm. way. Either way. Either one. Your choice. Hey, listen, uh, Mark, like you, I'm also uplifted when I joined the show, so let's not put a damper on that. Uh, oh, when I when get I get the on gone. the I was, uh, I woke up this morning and I thought to myself, uh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Wait a minute. I get to go on the morning after and get my spirit up, uplifted, so let's try to keep that vibe going here. Okay. Wow. I was going to ask who they're going to trade next, but I don't think you like that question, do you? Ha, ha, ha. Uh, I just can't wait for the trade deadline. (laughs) Blah looks like a laugh track. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a a negative. I've been asked that question too many times. We're all just waiting for Friday to get here, right, so we can get past this trade deadline. Boy, what about the uh, Pareco rumors that were kind of buzzing yesterday, and then the oil makes a move, and then that kind of makes that seem less likely? Am I right on that? Well, as a subscriber, you can read what I'm hearing about Colton Pareko coming up here in about oh, uh, 30 minutes. Oh, Heaven's man, you want to talk about getting better at teasing. He's trying to get in our pocket. Yeah, he is. I'm already a subscriber, though. Yeah, the yeah if, you're, if you're a subscriber, that'll be up. Uh, if you're not, Doug, uh, that'll be $72. We'll get you that information. Okay. Uh, it's all a right. steal. So that's why we can't ask hockey questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you can't ask. No, hey, guys, uh, on the Colton Pareko, we'll talk a little bit of hockey here because that's a big story. Kind of in the last 24 hours, 
which is why I wrote about it. But uh, Colton Preco, one of the guys who's got a lot of term left on that contract, seven years left. And uh, Darren Drager had a tweet yesterday that said something might be brewing. I think that was a deal that uh, could have happened with Edmonton. Ken Holland, the general manager there, cast a big net and was trying to find a defenseman. But by the end of the day, got one from the Nashville Predators. So it seems pretty quiet on the Colton Preco front at this point. The one thing to keep in mind is that I think Edmonton, uh, which is near his home, is one of the few places that he'd actually waive that no-trade clause to go to, if not the only place. So if you can't find a deal with the Edmonton Oilers, you may not be able to find a deal. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what do you think happened to him? He looked like such a promising prospect and and played very well the year they won the Cup. What What's going on there? Yeah, I think it's a couple of things. Uh, number one, I think you can't forget about the back issue that he had. And even though the Blues, when they signed him to the eight-year extension, they said they did their due diligence, the back's fine. I think he missed some games earlier in the season back in November. And I do believe that it was back-related. I also think you go back to Alex Petrangelo leaving. And when did Colton Preco have that success? He had it in the second pair playing with Jay Bowmeister, a great partner and less responsibility than what Alex Petrangelo was carrying. And now you thrust uh, Colton Preco up into that top pair. There's no Jay Bomeister. Now all of a sudden you have a $52 million contract. I just think you take all those variables, including the back, and you got a player who's lacking confidence and not playing very well. Yeah, it seems like a guy that he's ideally slotted into that 2-3 defenseman role. Plowsy, sorry to bore you with this hockey talk, mm. by the way. Oh, stop. You never bore me, buddy. Come on, I love Come JR. On. I love Blues hockey. Continue. <laughs> uh, can we get JR's opinion on whether or not the soccer team should be called the Dogs or the Ravioli Boys, spelled with a Z? I like the Dogs. In fact, uh, you know, when I listen yeah. to your show, uh, it's catching on because every time I hear you say Dogs, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know good. that I'd have the same yeah. thing. Like when, when you say Ravioli, I'm thinking about lunch. So yeah. That's stupid Ravioli Boys. I'm glad you... <laughs> held the public accountable in that last segment because that's the worst name I've ever heard I, in my I, life. I think I lost my stack because I was assuming that they were joking when they were telling me about it in the 7 o'clock hour. But apparently it's real? I yeah. still can't believe that. Like It's got to be a satire thing, right? It's like a skit. <laughs> Let's go, ravioli boys. Oh, Look at that's yeah. Marquetta right there. If I heard that, I'm out. I don't care what the ticket price it. was. Mm. So does that mean uh, if they were to lose their next game, they'd be like the toasted ravioli boys? Like oh, wow. This JR, he can write about anything, Doug. It doesn't yeah. matter. He sure can. Clever. Uh, hey, JR, in that upcoming Preco piece, will you also have a few paragraphs with your opinion on Jimmy Fallon out of nowhere that literally no one cares about? That's from mm. Alan Dadeville resetting to Iggy bringing up Jimmy Fallon in the 7 o'clock hour apropos of nothing. Did he? No, no Jimmy Fallon references. I do have a Johnny Carson uh, mentioned there. All right. Oh. Oh. Topical. Do you have a story <laughs> about Johnny Carson? <laughs> no, it just came to mind when Raquel Welsh passed away the other day, and they had the uh, the scene where Johnny Carson asked her about the uh, the kitty cat on her lap. Oh, oh nice. Wow. Bill. Bill, Very Bill, risque Bill. for the time. I would bet. I bet I'd like it. You have to hit the YouTube for that one. Uh, <laughs> ring the damn bell. Blues fans are finally realizing the loss of Alex Petrangelo all because of a NMC. Doug, does that stand for no move, non-movement clause? I guess. Yeah. Is it that simple, JR? I bet it's not. I had people requesting uh, on the uh, TMA fan page, a gentleman requested that... I have you in for a QFTA, and we do a deep dive on how the Blues went from June of 2019 to March of 2023. A deep dive. Now, I'm sure you've already done this and written about it, but 
all to have it in in one place. Would you say it's yeah, as, no. sim- as simple as that NMC, or is is it more complex in your opinion? I, I think it's more complex, and yeah, we could definitely do one of those and, and get get more involved in it. Uh, you know, I think at the very end, you say, did Alex Petrangelo leave because he did not get the no movement clause? It was part of it, but if we had Alex on the line, he'd tell you that's not all of it. It's a lot more complex. You know, I just think that the tone of the negotiations and i've said for a long time you know there's blame on both sides uh but i think that uh, the tone and the the, the negotiations got to a point where alex just felt that okay if i'm not going to get the deal here and uh you know there's going to be certain things not involved in this deal then i need to start thinking about looking elsewhere and that's when it opened his mind to uh, take the flight to vegas and at that time that's when doug moved on and went to tory krug and, and then it was over but i do think it was more than just that clause you know it's one of those things that doug armstrong he's he's aggressive we love when he's aggressive you look at what he did coming into that 2019 season and those aggressive moves played out beautifully but that's going to cut both ways you're going to have great seasons on the upside it's going to pull back and that's really what we're seeing and i mean i personally and i'm really curious to see how especially over the summer uh, I like what the trades were. I like the fact that he was aggressive to get some picks that are staggered, not just in one year, also uh, in future years. And, and, and the one for uh, Barbashev, for the guy that was a couple of years ago. So he's going to—he's not done. I'm convinced of it because he is aggressive, and I'll be really— Oh, you think there's going to be something before the uh, deadline? That's where my attitude is. Well, J.R. and I, I, think JR and I are yeah. betting on this. I, of course, am coming from just guessing J.R. is actually informed. But then he's going to go even deeper uh, over the summer. Absolutely convinced of it. Oh, yeah. yeah but we're talking about before March 3rd. Hot take. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, I think I we're think, on a uh, scorcher, Doug. <laughs> Anyone ever call you the great communicator? <laughs> Tear down this wall. See, right there, Doug, you made the speech, I told you. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard from a couple of people in the last week that uh, Doug has said he's not done. The only thing is, if that Edmonton deal played out yesterday, and, and in fact he was the, the best of it, a defenseman available and the deal with Nashville didn't work out, then perhaps that Pareko deal gets done. And these people who are telling me that Doug still had some, some things to do uh, were, were correct. So at this point, though, I don't know what else you can do. Maybe Robert Bortuzzo is a guy that uh, they're thinking about moving. I think that's the case. Uh, but in terms of what can you do in the next 72 hours, if you don't have a taker on Pareko, I think, like Mark said, that's going to be a situation where you just uh, bring it into the summer and, and revisit it then. That's Mark Hanna talking with Jeremy Rutherford. Mark Hanna sponsors Jeremy Rutherford here every Wednesday oh. on the Ryan Kelly Morning After. And JR is going to have a piece, uh, what, at 10 o'clock it goes up on The Athletic? Uh, it's being edited right now. It'll be put up soon. There isn't a specific time, but uh, usually takes about a half hour to get things all situated. Nice. So uh, coming up at the Athletics soon, yeah, what I'm hearing about Colt Brickos' future with the Blues. Who have... edits your stuff? Yeah, what do you got going on there? Uh, my little son, yeah, he's trying to uh, no. really? <laughs> send it off to the to uh, the editor, and uh, they put all the bells and whistles and pictures and correct all my silly typos that I made after uh, staying up late last night watching that sixth straight loss. And, oh, and then uh, we get the story out. Yeah, they're sinking fast in the standings. How, what, what realistically? What's their chance of getting that number one pick? Uh, it's getting a lot better, right? What, six in a row here. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet. You know, I Love think this. it's going to be tough because of those teams that are at the bottom. I mean, just think if uh, you know Chicago, they went on a stretch there where they were winning pretty handily, and and uh, even Arizona. Beat the Blues five to nothing. So I think those teams are in the driver's seat: Arizona, Chicago, Columbus. 
Uh, but uh, with each day that passes, these St. Louis Blues are getting closer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, Doug. You got that to hold her head high. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Jim Rutherford brought to you by Mark Hanna here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Thank you, JR. All right. Thanks, guys. All, All right, Ruth C. I don't know my protein shake today, so I'm I'm doing the plowhawk thing, eating in the microphone. Oh well, yeah, they don't like that. The people like having a snack, boy. What's that? You having a snack, boy? I am having a treat today. I am good. A little uh, Cliff protein bar. They usually have a protein shake. See what the blues of protein. Blues need to do is get in the top three picks. That's what they need to do. They have three really good players in the draft. Connor Bedard. I don't know if they're going to get the number one overall pick. I think that's a crap. Four percent, according to Money Puck. But if they can get in the top three, or even top five, and maybe trade to get in that top three, I think it's a successful season. They have a point two percent successful cha- season. I think 0.2% it is two percent chance of going to the playoffs now, Doug. Point two percent, and a five point one percent chance of the uh, number one pick. And they still that. have twenty two to play. Yep. And they're still packing them in. They, I saw that crowd last night. Yeah. No, thank you. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, <laughs> says no thank you to the segment he sponsors. <laughs> 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Doug, he is the great communicator. You know, before I go, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. thinking about this earlier and as we were talking about Armstrong. And, Plowsy, you're going to love this one. Because right. I think it's an interesting contrast in the management style between the Blues and the Cardinals, the two most popular teams in town. I'm anxious to hear your theory. I've I've talked about this on uh, on 101. What do you got? Well, uh, so, okay, I almost think about it almost like investments. Mm-hmm. There are some investments that are nice and steady. There are some that way up, way down. Doug, you call that volatility? I do, yeah. That's it. That's right. Yeah, that's what I call it's it. It's volatility. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you've got the Cardinals. They're the slow and steady. Blue chip? Yeah. Maybe not necessarily on top all the time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Plowsy. But slow and steady. They aren't. Always in the race. <laughs> and you've got the Blues, who we had a few years ago, were in the mix and, and right there, won once, and now they're going to crash back down. They're a tech stock. They're a tech stock. Wow. So I, I find it fascinating to see, and you've got a lot playing into that. You've got salary cap. You've got um, much smaller revenue stream. Um, you've got much larger footprint with the Cardinals, where if they aren't relevant, if they turn into the Pirates for a while. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? You're, you're going to end up losing large portions of the people that are, that are making it go. So I understand why they've got to be slow and steady, and the Blues can afford to be this. And that's where what Armstrong does. And—, and Due respect, I love what Mosaloc does. I wow. think he's brilliant. I haven't heard that in years. That's a take. It is. That is a, that's a strong take. Gong? But oh, Okay, I'll give you a yeah, gong. Thank you. Well, you got your own gong now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. By request. <laughs> um, but you've got one that's slow and steady, consistent. The other is highs mm-hmm. and lows. So I think it's it, I think it's an interesting study in as we look at especially how Armstrong responds. And what I think is interesting if you want to dig deep into the Armstrong Mazalock thing, Mazalock having a relatively speaking low approval rating for what the team has done in his tenure and Armstrong still has the in army we trust thing. But if you want to take a look at it, I mean, who has had more misses over the last four or five years? It's been Doug Armstrong. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you can take that back to the, the the coaching situation that they kind of stumbled into with Baruby. 
the goaltender who they just signed, but I mean, that wasn't their goaltender. He was just hanging out. Uh, the Petrangelo, the Krug thing, that was quite a situation. Um, and then you could make a case, actually, that when they brought in Justin Falk, while I'm sure that was done to boost them, it may have been the domino that actually started the collapse because that played a role in Petrangelo not being around, if you cite Petrangelo as being the biggest reason for that. Um, so, Well, and then you contrast that with the patience of Mazalok. He's not going to make any fireworks. There's no splashes. But he sits back and waits and takes advantage of an opportunity to get two of the best players in the game as your corner infielders. He retains guys for the long term, and you can't overlook the fact that he retained Molina for a long time. He retained Wainwright for a long time. That sort of patience is what leads to that success. And I think those two contrasting styles, and you're right, Tim, to to say one is bad and one is good, I think I think it's a matter of perception. But one one has a cap. How much does yeah. that impact the the perception? Uh, big time. Yeah. I, I think because there is a cap and you are constrained at that upper bound and yeah they might have the revenues behind it but then they can't compromise those revenues they've got to play within the system that they've got and and again personally i said i love mosaic i love what armstrong does too i respect and appreciate that aggressiveness because i don't want to just see him make it into the playoffs and go limping along if you're not going to win let's okay fine that it's going to hurt it's temporary gain and let's move on in 16 17 18 it drove me up the wall but in fairness with the cardinals and i feel like be curious just to get the audience's gauge on this. Maybe I'll talk about this on 101. The, for example, when the Cardinals won in 2006, I don't think anybody saw that coming at the start of the playoffs. Could it happen? Of course it could, and it did, but it was super I, I unlikely. Oh, you called, called it. Well, there I you go. Call it, actually. But uh, in the NHL, yeah, you can see an 8 beat a 1. We saw that in 2000 with that President's Trophy team. We saw it with uh, the LA Kings a, a decade ago. I feel like it happened uh, maybe when Pronger was with the Oilers. But very rarely do you see one of the last teams in actually win the cup. It absolutely doesn't happen in the NBA. But in baseball, we've seen it here and we've seen it elsewhere, like the 2003 Marlins, for an example, uh, along with the 2006 Cardinals. And the Phillies were, I think, the sixth seed and the Padres were the five seed this past postseason. Now, they didn't win the World Series, but uh, the Phillies won the pennant. And so the Cardinals just getting in is a different thing with baseball than I feel like hockey is. And so I think that's an important part. Plus, you have the cap. So I love what Armstrong did. I wish Mazalek would have done the same thing in 16, 17, and or 18. But they were lurking in one of or both of the wild card or the National League Central, depending on which year it was. And so they weren't in a spot like the Blues where they were out of it. And so they were kind of stagnant for three years, which I think then plays a role in them being good enough to win the Central, but not necessarily likely to win the World Series. And I wish they would have been closer to where the Blues are this year than they than they were, because I think they could have made some moves in 16, 17, 18 to set them up to have a better chance of winning a World Series in the upcoming years. And, and Mark's uh, kind of in your same ballpark there. Wouldn't you rather have Doug Armstrong as heading up your VC, your virtual, uh, your, you know, venture capitalist, as opposed to John Mosellock, where buying high, selling low, holding on to stocks for far too long, it kind of Mosellock's like theme. Like if DeYoung was a stock, it'd be a penny stock, mm. but we paid blue chip for him, and we're still not ready to dump him. 
I think I'd rather have Doug Armstrong where he kind of knows when, you know, what's done is done. He doesn't brag about coming in second or third in the free agency. Oh, well, we made a strong offer. Doug Armstrong is pissed because he didn't get that player. He's not happy that he was in the running. So I, I think they're two different personalities. Obviously, I, I think the salary cap has a huge part of it. But I, Doug Armstrong, that's my personality type of guy. That's who I want running my team if and, I had to pick. And and it is a, a question. What about Lutz? Who's Lutz? Lutz Fan and Steel. Get with it. They Sporting director game. of your St. Louis City Dogs. No, oh, oh. no, he's the ravioli boy. Ravioli boys. Oh, hey, see. Doug, watch this. Defense, doggies, defense. I like it. Defense, doggies, defense. Don't mind it. Don't you mind be it. chanting that down at the. Uh, sure, so will. He's clapping his pincers. Yep. <laughs> tiny little pit. They make such a tiny <laughs> sound. They're so clip, tiny. Yeah, this little clip, this clip, little clip, clip. Yeah. Defense, doggies, defense. Can't wait to hear it on no, Saturday. Yeah, I hope we, hope we do. You know, I should go to work. You do have a job. I a do have an actual job. I hate to disappoint Iggy by leaving, but. I think I'm going to. He likes it when you or James Carlton sit there because Mm -hmm. he can go out there and look for learn. He he works so hard. I'm going to take 45 minutes off. (laughs) I think he puts three or four cigarettes in his mouth at a time when you come in here. (laughs) Makes up for lost nicotine. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that's the great Mark Hanna of Evergreenwell. Oh, thank you, Hanna. Never heard a gallery. Good to see you, buddy. Unbelievable. Pincers. Yeah, my pincers are still making sounds. See, sir, it's the great Mark Hanna of Greenwell Strategies. Uh, Doug, mentality will uh, take care of you. If you are feeling sloth-like, that could be low testosterone. You feeling sloth-like? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's FDA-approved testosterone treatment. I've been there, and I got tested. It was super easy. They're super friendly. You're in, you're out. It's quick. And it's board-certified physicians who work with most insurance. If you're dealing with low energy, low motivation, weight gain, muscle loss, you're tired all the time, those are symptoms of low testosterone. So go to Mentality at LowTUSA.com. And even if you've tried testosterone before, not everyone understands the blood chemistry and men's bodies. They can help at Mentality. The normal range for testosterone is large. If you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range or testing your free testosterone, it wasn't fully looked at. Come get checked out with mentality. Testosterone therapy helps men regain normal function and restore their ability to perform normally at all levels. It's mentality, and it's online at lowtusa.com. We have our first design air heating and cooling email of March coming up here in a matter of moments. Send yours in. Buck Swope winning in uh, February. And then Natty Nate is the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month for the month of February. We had our papal conclave. Uh, I voted for Buck Swope. But uh, I respect I respect the dais. I feel like my vote should count for five votes. But uh, well, that is know. my dad is uh, trying to put something. He's meeting with uh, John Kioski and Tommy Matter, Keith Krause today to try to get. And he vote. usually makes it happen. Doesn't that's, he? that's correct. Yeah. Iggy's in there as a sonographer. <laughs> yeah, Iggy's in. That's where that's where he is right now. <laughs> so Doug, that's what we've got going on. Jackson and I have uh, Darren Pang joining us. What time is Panger going to join us today? Uh, Still waiting on a text back from Pang. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Oh, he was on the— Probably golfing. Uh-oh. He was in Philly. He was on the Patrick Kane debut game yesterday. Oh, nope, never mind. 10-15. Well, there you go. Well, that texted me late last hurry. night. He texted me late last night. I didn't see it. Cute. Panger and Patty Maroon against the five of us. Best of luck, boys. Is place. that going to happen? Yeah. Is it? They're in. All right. And when are we going to play? Uh, Patty Maroon might be hoisting another chalice. He's going to have to get through those Bruins. Yeah. But, uh— I would imagine Panger's broadcasting probably all the way through the end. Yeah, that's be in June, I think, yeah. 
You'll have your short game dialed in. Then. Oh, I would think so. Yeah, I may not even need the other four. He is nice. <laughs> you just go heads up. Mm-hmm. Doug, here's an interview with Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Well, there's some. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What, there's so a little bit of setup. What Otherwise, I'm going to get buried. I'm going to get buried if I don't. So, this interview is by someone who went to his high school and used to make fun of him and call him corny. And now she's in the media and he's obviously Michael B. Jordan. And so that's the context. Okay. Okay. Then the director and the star of Creed 3. And, you know, we know each other. We go way back all the way to Chad Science in Newark. Okay. The corny kid, right? <laughs> no, I did not say that. Misquoted for sure. No, you did not hear me say corny. I said we used to make fun of the name. But, yeah, he is obviously killing things out here. How is the difference between you actually directing and working with the same people that you were directed with versus... Uh, it, it was it was awesome, you know. I'm having, it's a family vibe. Yeah. Last nine nine years of my life, um, I spent on the Creed films. Uh, they're very supportive, you know. Tessa, uh, Felicia, Rashad, Wood Harris, people that see me grow up, yeah. and uh, for the fact that I stepped behind the camera and finally got a chance to direct them, they they, they loved it. They embraced it, and uh, it was a wonderful experience. And was it difficult for you mentally because you're coming out of a different space? And how was it filming in Atlanta? It was amazing. Uh, I've done four or five films down here, shot a couple television shows, so Atlanta's a second home to me, and I, I love coming down here. Favorite restaurant here? Oh, uh, man. Uh, whatever hotel I'm in, their restaurant. <laughs> well, you're not corny anymore. <laughs> we needed to hear that? <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I can't, okay. I can't, I don't, I don't bat a thousand. No, well. Did you did you have a chance to listen to it before? You oh yeah, it? I thought it was great. I I what was I, great about it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I liked the, I liked the success story. She used to call him corny based on his name, something he has no control over. And he comes back, and he's one of the biggest actors in Hollywood. And and she's asking about you know all this nonsense. Yeah, she was on the Breakfast Club. What? Right? What is that? No, mean? you're thinking of Angela Yee. That's not Angela Yee. Okay, who is that? Because like she sounded like she used to be on. She's well known. Early I don't know. Morning don't know radio. Name. But that is not. No, that's not Angela Yee. Doug, you thought that was Angela Yee? I had no idea. Well, there who was, was another theme. No, it was Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and Angela Yee. Those are the three in the Breakfast Club. Dynamite Audio Jackson yeah. Broadcast Center yeah, really paid yeah. off. That's I didn't Mrs. go to the Broadcast Kitty Center. <laughs> I should have. Rick, you really stink sometimes. That's from Lady yeah, Gaga's right. Fupa. All what right. the hell did I just listen to? That's from the Grease Effect. The listeners are oh, putting Oh no, Rick, do better. That's from Dewey Oxberger. Jackson, let's sit a few plays out. That's from <laughs> Plowboy's Dwelling. Obvi Corny Burkett relates to this clip. That's from Todd Reese. Todd Reese is my by far my least favorite listener. Oh my sucks. God! He's <laughs> he's never yeah. been mentioned on your Mount Rushmore. No, well, yeah, now it's Rushmore. it's him and four different expressions. He sucks. Oh, oh my God! Don't you remember nice. him? He got sacked. Was that Lorenzo Hall? Is I don't that the know name who it was. I don't know. Sacked him in the end zone. Yeah, That's safety. Genial? Tigers win. Mm-hmm. This beaker. Gosh. I don't, I probably this guy's probably really nice. I just don't like his text. No, he isn't. <laughs> you know him, yeah. Paul? Hell no. Yeah, that was. You having a nanner? Yeah. <laughs> the well, second one, or is that the first one you made? The second one. I made, a bananas, I made a Bananas Foster last night. Man. Yeah, I saw that. Good. Me and my dad won uh, Boy Scout, uh, <laughs> second place in Boy Scouts. <laughs> the dad and the son had to do, like, baking. It was like a bake-off. You know, the oh. dad and the son had to actually make something. Father-son bake-off. What'd you bake? We did the Bananas Foster, homemade, and got second place. Got oh. the silver spoon. 
How do you make bomb. bananas faster? You know, I, I forgot how we did it, but we actually did make it from scratch. It took a long-ass time. Yeah, I mean, there's the proper way to make it is I didn't have all the ingredients. You're supposed to have some cream to banana. Cream to banana. <laughs> Never heard of such a huge. thing. That's huge. a key factor yeah. in it. That's, there's a cure. bottle of liquid called cream de banana? Yeah. And then you can use a little kirsch to uh, flambe it, but the alcohol will burn off. I just used butter and a little cinnamon and a little brown sugar and then yeah. sauteed the bananas in that and poured it over the ice cream. Little bananas foster. Yeah, we got that uh, lemon meringue at Gingham's. Oh, man, that was fire. In the Boy Scouts? No, I just recently. Oh, the separate story. Yeah, the separate story. Is that place ages. on uh, 94? Yeah. I haven't been there before. Pretty crazy. You can buy the whole pie? You can buy the whole pie. I think you only are able to buy the whole pie, if oh. I'm not mistaken. At least to go home with. I think you can order a piece for... Jackson, you're uh, getting some support here. Shooter McGavin says, I like the variety of clips that you include, Jackson. Don't let the stupids oh. get you down. Thanks. Jackson, I like the clip. Ignore these poor fats. Doug, these are socioeconomically down, <laughs> heavy bad. people. And I, I should, I should retract my statement about Todd Reesing. He's probably a fine gentleman. I appreciate the don't, support of the show. Lawhawk is instructing you not to retract. down. No, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say things like that. Some of that. the words we use, the stupids, the, <laughs> the dumbs, the olds. The old pores, the fats. Speaking of old, I had a major senior, a soul-crushing senior moment this morning. Listen to this. Listen to this, Tim. Because this, I don't even. You could be old, and this would never happen. You know, tried to get in the building today. Pulled out my key card to unlock the door. And instead of putting it up against the sensor that reads it, I put it up against the the hand sanitizer that's been there since COVID. <laughs> I said, "Why is my card not working?" <laughs> Oh, I wonder if there's video of that. It's like going through a drive-thru and talking to the trash can. We could definitely get the video. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should and post that. Jody would definitely allow us. Yeah. Well, there's a camera out there. we yeah. got to have that video. Oh, it doesn't work, by the cameras way. Every- the door will not open if you put it up against the hand sanitizer. The old place you can get into with anything. One day I just swiped my credit card and it opened up. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. That fob at the end of it was done. It yeah. Anything you can just swipe in front of there and open. Yeah. Not Ladies a, and gentlemen, proud moment. Uh, we have the, the design air heating and cooling email today. The very first of the butt the Borch. Oh. A butt that will find the Missouri Tigers heading to Houston to go to the Final Four as a dangerous seven seed. Can't win them all unless you win the first. That's my credo. Yeah. Here you go. This is it. Is this Buck Swope's month? No. <laughs> Unless you and Doug vote for him like you do every day anyway. <laughs> well, not every day. Only when he has darn fine emails. Let's see what we got here. I'm going into the filtered file to make sure that we have no problems. Did you ever know that Tim's my hero? He's everything I wish I could be. Whilst Plowsy's higher than an eagle, it's Tim who's the wind beneath my emailing wings. <laughs> Let's go dogs. Play him tough. My khaki boyfriend likes it rough. Other teams don't stand a chance whilst I put my hands down Doug Vaughn's no pants. Okay. P.S. Of all the guest hosts that John Davidson gave me the stiffiest of all my Tonight Show stiffies. I bet that dude had a howitzer in those slacks. That's from a, Oh, it's from a lady. Her name is Tess and then her last name is Tiggles. Yeah, that was definitely a lady. Tess Tiggles. John Davidson had great hair. Gentlemen, yesterday Plowboy made the assertion that it's easy to find any segment you want because, quote, our archives are fantastic, and, quote, show notes are very detailed, end quote. You know what? He is 100% correct. Some of these segment titles and show notes could not be any more clear. For example, September 11th, 2020, segment titled Bobby Knight Boner. 
Mm. Show notes read, Tim got an erection watching the Bobby Knight 30 for 30. Quick listen to the segment does confirm Tim had a boner. Best part of the show notes has to be the very next sentence. Today is the 19th anniversary of 9-11. Nice job getting that in there. Hashtag mm. never forget. 7-9-2020 segment title, Nobody in Florissant is Hotter Than Adam Scott. In the show notes it reads, Nobody in Florissant is Hotter Than Adam Scott. So literally the show notes are just the same title of the segment. Let me tell you something, bud. I was furloughed at the time. I was a gangster Pete exasperated show note. Jackson was just getting his feet wet. No, was that was furloughed. before me. Oh, nice. Great job. The picture you paint with your words is mesmerizing. I didn't say every one of them. 12-24-2020 segment title. <laughs> Best of, no other words. Just best and of. Oh. Show notes read, enjoy some of the best moments and segments of TMA. If that doesn't clear it up for you, nothing will. The ironic part is 12-24-20 best of is the Sinbad segment. <laughs> totally randomly picked. It must have been calling my name. So take that buck dope. Oh. It's all right there at your fingertips. Blahboy is right. Find it your damn self. Oh. That's from just a big old fan. Just a big old fan. I was Just like you. Man, so well, if you're worried about what's playing on Christmas Eve, you need to find something to do. <laughs> that, that was a, that was, those were bad best tubs I cut. That was before I got my feet wet as Blah Boy. So you started in 20? Uh, yeah, December 7th, 2020 was my first day, I think. Is that right? Yeah. So you were in 21 and 22? Yeah, so I helped I me you and, started in 21. Uh-uh. No, the December. Yeah, because uh, I remember emailing you during Thanksgiving in 2020. Huh. Talk about that. Hmm. He's a product name. of the pandemic. Get your right. name on the board back there. Sup, players? Hump day it is. Golf course, I'm here. Pete Maravich, Tiger Reddy, Ravioli boys, just soccer players. Florida bound next week. Pac-Man, Muncher, Weatherbird, just Iggy, Plowhawk, Hot Taker, Rick, that's Jackson, Doug, Brief Stealer, Tim, the Holy Almighty, me, horny as a toad, smirking, smacking, and packing. Get it, got it, flock it, flocky the smurf. <laughs> Doug, today's safe word, P.S., foliage. Flocky the Smurf. Today's safe word, foliage. I got one of my bushes have green buds already blooming. Ah, yes. Yeah. Spring has sprung. Sundresses arrive. Tribbing will thrive. Hey, HD2 boys. It's been a little disheartening trying to get a foothold in the daily email competition. Because it feels like television's own Doug Vaughn has been simping for that shutter spook. Buck T. Swope. Mm. Yeah. It has felt like he vote. It feels like he votes for him every, almost every day. So I decided to do something that was Swope-like. I went back and listened to every vote Doug has made this year. It was a shorter process than you'd think, and I was still able to listen to the end of the Sinbad interview. <laughs> oh. Doug has voted 36 times in 2023, 20 in January and 16 in February. Each month, he has voted Swope four times, so eight out of oh. 36. Well, if he's the, the best. The reason it feels like he votes for Swope so much is that nearly every day he says, nice little email from Buck Swope, mm -hmm. just to grind Iggy's gears. Doug actually has voted most often for the last email read. That was 15 out of the last 36. <laughs> oh. Short attention span theater, indeed. Yeah. And if this isn't read last, obviously it won't win. Sucks. That's from Brad in Boca. Okay. Brad in Boca. Let's say I create a show. I'll come in on a Saturday. I won't be paid or anything, but I'll have three people on the board for me and incur a bunch of overhead expenses. And what I'll essentially do for three hours is play my favorite garage band songs from Pattonville's latest Battle of the Bands contest. And maybe like every other song, I'll tell stories about the time I pleasured myself to my upstairs neighbors doing the deed. Or the one time me and my greasy friends camped out of a friend's house until she left for work so we could have full roaming access to her apartment for the porn and the masturbation. People would sponsor that like crazy. Thanks, that pronouns are he, him, and whole. Mm. 
He, him, and whole. Never have I said there's going to be three people on the board. <laughs> Just me. I'm sorry to hear that it sounds like Iggy's revenue negative radio fantasy camp isn't going to happen. <laughs> oh. Ouch. That hurts. That hits. Mm. That's not a crestfallen. <laughs> not not quite yet. I think it just speaks the truth. No, it may happen. You know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people make fun of Iggy's musical taste, but I dig about eighty percent of the music Iggy likes. Aside from the girls half his age, he's been lusting after since they were on the Disney Channel, and of course, low slowly boys who couldn't give away tickets to last week's show in a Dallas strip ball. I know a lot about douchebags, and it's great. Oh. how's John Calipari? We gonna bring that back? How about that hole? How about that whole, how about that whole deal? You know what makes someone a douchebag declining to be interviewed for some local radio show when an overly tan radio producer bothers you while you're just trying to enjoy yourself at a cocktail lounge and forgets that you're in St. Effing Lewis where for some reason the final four is being held. (laughs) That's a douchebag. You know what does not make you a douchebag? Banging your friends' wives. Happy New Year. It's my half birthday in 132 days. That's from Buck Swope. Buck Swope with a nice little email. (laughs) Nice going, Buck. And finally, uh, morning, guys. Lulu Diaz, aspiring mom entrepreneur and radio producer for a segment with John Calipari at a, what was that place called? Hold on. Let me just, uh, I don't know. Didn't happen. Anyway, thanks for taking my email. (laughs) On the heels of this morning's news that Mr. Licks was spotted at Bogey Hills Country Club last night passing out high-interest credit card brochures from a tattered Jansen backpack, how do you answer those saying your listeners drive high-mileage Pontiac Aztecs and have to borrow money from their wife's father to make rent each month? Thanks. That comes from a quick announcement. Can everyone please turn their phones to airplane mode from now on? We want to avoid another incident like the one we had this morning where Gaston's wife SMS text messaged him before he could finish masturbating, and now we got to start the playlist over. And hey, New Yorkers, sign up now for your very own chance to masturbate with us in your apartment. Oh. April 1st through April 3rd. First 12 people to sign up will get a game-use photo of Joan London in a garment from a mildewed pile of hand-me-down garbage Iggy collected from a listener's so a listener smack dab in the middle of a segment. Standard messaging rates apply. Doug, that's what we have for the design, mm. air, heating, and cooling email Man. today. I appreciate the Joan London reference. <laughs> Just as I appreciated the John Davidson reference in Tess Tiggles' email. I'm going to vote for Tess Tiggles. Uh, I don't even know what to call him anymore. I mean... Why don't you just email in the end of your email and stop with the beginning? Uh, whoever the last guy was. Quick announcement. Can everyone yeah. please turn their phones to airplane mode from now on? Yeah. Uh, that's Iggy's vote. My vote is Buck Swope, yeah, actually. Oh, he had a nice little email. <laughs> I like the Teggles, the test Teggles. Oh, do you? <laughs> okay. You're giving him another run. Sure. Miller's in the hunt. Tess okay. Miller's in the lead. <laughs> he could win in the month of March. Doug, he what could. if he becomes the first Missouri ever First ever Missouri Milagro Tequila Lister of the Month. Yeah, what if be, Kevin Miller did it? Nice little feather in his cap, for sure. <sighs> Could be his Didn't buff. Didn't see it coming. No, yeah. new. No. Uh, all right, Jackson and I are going to go deal with the situation down the hallway. Uh, we're not popular. We're not. Well, we're come not. and get your whooping. So then. we'll deal with it. Uh, I will see you boys. I'll be watching you. I'll be watching you like Sting. Who else was in the police? Uh, yeah, I bet you could name the other two members. Was there a Gordon? No, Sting's Gordon. No. Stu something. Andy something. Is it Andy Summers? Stewart? Doug, was it Stewart? Maybe Stuart, Stuart Copeland? I don't know. I think that's it. I'll be watching you on YouTube tomorrow. Uh, we'll see in what? Eight months? Nine months? Uh, March. Uh, end of March. Uh, beginning oh, of only April. a month. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. 
I'll be here. Was going for oh, I'm sorry. Months. I'm sorry for you. I, Thank you. You feel like I should be able to. You should be able to stay as long as you want. Thank Your you. Your family should be able to enjoy the weather and living play. Andy Summers and Stuart Copeland. Yeah, I nailed it. You did. You shipped it. Look at that. See, that's the show. That's will be. Maybe that'll be a trivia question on the weekends with Iggy's Rock and whatever it's called. Nice. Sure. I like that uh, name. By sponsorship. <laughs> Sponsored by St. Gabriel's Athletic Association. Yeah. Uh, time to shut it down for the Plowhawk for Action Jackson, for Kenneth Iggy Strode, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Elvin Vaughn, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.